Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Welcome back. 7 o'clock hour. Hook him up with E and Rod B, or as I've been calling it today, hook him up with T and Barack B. Really, really rolls off the tongue. I mean, I think I think it's there, the alliteration. Uh, Ty Henderson here, Brock Bollinger in studio as well. Uh, big day, big day after National Signing Day. I feel like it's kind of like the day after Christmas. Everyone's fat and happy from a solid recruiting class, top five. Yet another year, I think three years in a row, right? Yeah, something like that. And I'm I'm higher on this class than than the previous two. So yeah, I mean, Sark's getting his guys in here. Um, I'm excited. we got a big game coming up less than two weeks away from the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, Texas, and Washington. Possibly the biggest game of my adult life. And I am going to be there, and I am very excited. Uh, Brock, you're going to be there as well. Uh, I am. I'm not I'm not in the last row. I am the last row. In the, so you have I your am, ticket, though? Yes. Yes. Not I, a student ticket, though. They sold out in less than two seconds. <laughs> I was. You're in the queue. I about threw my computer at the wall. I was so upset. But. Well, good thing you have some nice family members that I heard hooked you up. I can't say the same for myself yet. I am going to be a last-minute attender if I make it to the game at all. I'm just gonna. Oh, I'm you just have a ticket yet? Not yet. Not yet. I'm just. I'm. I'm excited just to be there at this point. Okay. I need. I need to be a part of the energy that is that New Year's Eve weekend into New Year's Day, where the Texas Texas will whoop Washington's ass. Uh, I, uh, I have a friend going with me up there. He doesn't have a ticket. He just he wants to go to Bourbon Street New Year's Eve. Yeah, no, I've done, I, I went in 2018 when Texas beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Um, that was poss- possibly the best two days of my life. Really? New, New Year's Eve leading into a, you know, a, a, I wouldn't call bowl? it. It was surprising the most that Texas beat Georgia that year, but I, I could feel the energy from the moment I stepped out of the car and stepped foot onto Louisiana, New Orleans soil. Um, there was something in the air. I knew it uh, as soon as we were walking to the stadium and, and Bevo charged Uga. And I was like, it's over. Oh, it's on. Hammer the horns. Yeah. Hammer the horns. Uh, yeah. It was a great, we're back. But Texas is back now. Um, and I think next segment we're going to have Jacob Standard on to talk a little Cowboys. Right. For, for the texter who was asking what I'm crying about today, uh, it probably will be the Cowboys. So if you are a Cowboys hater, Cowboys lover, I'm sure you're going to, Enjoy the next segment because there'll be a little bit of it all. Uh, but right now, I think we're going to have a little, a little, you know, impromptu off the record. Brock had a, a story from his his birthday was this week, and I, I think they went out to. I was supposed to join them, but you know, waking up to do the show every morning, it's, it's tough to go out during the week. Man, but you missed out. It was the most drama I've ever seen, man. It was. Well, go ahead. Well, we're we're sitting there. You know, I had some buddies, me and some buddies went out, you know, and we were sitting at the bar doing some shots. Sure. And there was a guy sitting next to me, 
and uh, his his like eleven year old daughter walks in crying. Is this on West Sixth Street? Where is this? Shoot, dude, I can't. remember. It's a bar. I was though. I was gone. I can't. I don't even remember. What time of the night is this? This is probably midnight. Okay, midnight. And there's a little girl. Little girl crying, like she's like, "Daddy, please, please come home." What? And. <laughs> and he turns around. And he's like, he's like, hey, you're not old enough to be in here, little angel. Like, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to leave. Okay. She turns around. She walks out, and the the mom comes in and is like, how can you sit there as a man, <laughs> while your 11 year old daughter crying, asking you to come home? And he goes, bitch, get the f. She sounds selfish. <laughs> Dude, it was so awkward. Well, and he. He was like, do you want to split an order of clams? I was like, what bar were you at at midnight that was serving clams? Dude, I don't even know. I don't even know. It, but, dude, I've just been like, So you hung out with this, this terrible no, father. No, the rest dude, of the I, was, I wasn't even hanging get, out with him. He was just sitting next to me. Did you get me. clams with him? He, yes. So yes. you were hanging out. I, I was not up <laughs> until that point. But. Let's, just, <laughs> let's just hope that neither of us, when we have kids, um, end, <laughs> end, just, up, end up like that, man. I just, dude, I keep thinking about that, like, ever since. I'm just like, dude, what a selfish bitch, honestly. What what he's doing today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that, what, okay, well, that's that's a little off the one. cuff for, for 7 o'clock hour, but we like, you know, we're going to, I feel like we we, we say on this, uh, on the show every day that the 10 o'clock hour is the, you know, the wild hour where things get a little off the rails, but I think that's going to be the entire show today, so we're, we're having fun. We're an hour through. Four hours left of our five-hour program. Um, what, do you, what, what do we want to get into here? You want to talk some more Texas football? We had a Thursday night football game last night. We did. Did we you did. watch it, was, it? I did. It was very – the score was very misleading. The was Rams, it 30-22 to 22 Rams? 30-22, yeah. You did the Saints at home. Um, what was the line on that game? It was four. Four. When I got the Rams? it. Yes, minus okay. four. Rams minus four. Okay. Um, I, I hammered that. I'm not going to lie. I did not watch one minute of this game. I was watching a little NBA last night, actually. Really? Yeah. You, Over Thursday Night Football? I, so, the whole Amazon Prime. Day. I do have Amazon Prime, but just getting that app open, and I, I don't know. I the don't interface know. sucks. I mean, this was probably the best Thursday Night Football game matchup we've had in a few weeks. You know, it's usually the probably the worst game of the week. Yeah, um, usually. For whatever reason, I don't know why that is. It I just, just always I ends up being the worst game. I can't watch the Saints this game. year. They're just Derek Carr. It's sad. I, I I feel like he's playing hurt, but he's always playing hurt. I think a few weeks ago he left the game and he had like four different injuries listed on. There. It was like a shoulder, an ankle, rib, and a concussion, like all in the same game. And I was like, Jeez. dude, what what is what's going on? I don't I don't think they'll, if the, if the Saints don't make the playoffs this year, which after last night's loss, it's not looking good. They're gonna have to. I think beat out Tampa Bay for the division at this point. Um, I don't have to look at their remaining schedule, but I think Dennis Allen's gone after this year. I, I, I mean, he hasn't shown anything that would. I, he's a great defense coordinator. Yeah, but as a head coach, yeah, I like, mean, with the Raiders, he that he was one of the worst head coaches of all time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. I. Uh, not gonna lie, and I, I tweeted this last night. I said my grandfather's generation had Jerry Rice, my father's generation had Randy Moss, my generation has Puka Nakua. <laughs> what that did you dude, call him earlier? A mixture of who? Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson. Man. Come on, 
you, you do you, how do you uh, do you think he I, will be I, I a top that receiver in the league? I know. I said I know. that sarcastically. No, but, he is good. I mean, he's he's always dealt with injuries. Has been his biggest thing. No, I just saw that he he has more 150 yard games in a season with two games left than anyone has ever had in NFL history. It's wild. No. Pull Wait, up that. Pull I'm up a, that tweet or whatever. And he's missed some time too. But hey, I was I was gonna say the Rams. They're kind of a sneaky team this year. I don't. I don't think they necessarily could, you know, win a Super Bowl. Um, but Sean McVay, he's a damn good coach. Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua now has more games with 150 plus receiving yards than any receiver in the Super Bowl era. He already has more receiving yards than Randy Moss in 1998. And the question was, could Puka take Offensive Rookie of the Year from C.J. Stroud? I mean, if C.J. Stroud keeps. Excuse, excuse Bob Cole's laugh in the background. Uh, if, if I mean, if, if CJ keeps missing games, uh, if CJ keeps missing games with the concussion, which it's looking, it's um, it's looking like he's gonna, not going to play this week. Yeah, he's, Case he's, Keenum. Yeah, I mean that that was a scary that was a scary fall. But what? Take it back to the Rams real quick. Um, Matthew Stafford and just the Rams team as a as a whole. I think they could win a playoff game. Their their defense is young. They got some players. Aaron Donald, obviously, still one of the best uh, players in the league. Right. Uh, he 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 has to be double teamed every play, and he still makes plays. Kyron Williams is balling yeah. out. Yeah, um, I mean, the, Sean McVay, he he knows how to get it done. He's a problem solver. Um, and all that noise about him possibly retiring last year. I, this guy's he's a young coach. I think he'll be there for a long time. Matthew he Stafford, is still the youngest coach in the league. Can you believe that? Head coach? Yeah. He's been the youngest head coach in the league for like seven years in a row. That makes sense. That makes sense. I will say, though, their secondary has some issues. Yeah, um, I mean, they're not perfect. Um, I mean, I, I think if they – the Cow, I mean, the Cowboys whooped up on them, what, a month ago? Something like five that. Five weeks yeah. ago at this point. I, I th- But I, I think if they play Tampa Bay in the first round, I'd probably bet on the Rams. Well, the Rams would probably be – I think they're sitting at the sixth seed right now, so they'd play either Philadelphia or San Francisco. Or the Cowboys. Maybe, if the Cowboys can come back. But We'll talk more about battle. that ne- next battle. next segment with Jacob Standard. We'll probably get out of here a little bit early so we can have some extended Cowboys talk here in the in the 7.30 part of our show. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, I did not watch the game, like I said, but I think the Rams – I think the Rams are moving in the right direction at the right time. Uh, yeah, they're getting hot. Getting hot at the right time. But Two back to the left. NBA, um, the reason I was watching the NBA last night is I, I did play some wagers, and I, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Detroit Pistons are 2-25. and 25 They suck. This year? They are very bad. But they were yeah. favored last night against the Utah Jazz, who were missing Laurie Markkinen, their all-star uh, wing player. And I was like, and okay, and the Spurs were playing uh, the Chicago Bulls, and they were four point underdogs, and they've also lost what like a lot twenty yeah. of their last twenty two or something. Yeah, so I, you know, I just worked a little two team parlay, and so instead of watching Thursday night football, you watched I didn't a care. team that's two and twenty six, and a game that's lost, or in a team that's lost twenty of their last twenty two games. Yeah, it was interesting. Okay, okay. I mean, they, yeah, I know it, <laughs> it sounds bad. But in my mind, I've been saying it for the past, you know, month, month, or la- really last two months. Is I'm all horns right now. It doesn't sound bad. It just sounds like you have a problem. That's all. If, if I, those are the if those are the games you're it betting on. It was free play. 
I was betting okay. free play. Right. It's it's okay. Um, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and take an early break here. I think we got some people coming in the studio. Um, when we come back, we'll be talking with Jacob Standard from the Sports Complex. A uh, little Cowboys talk. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Aaron Hogan, and this month, our tour of Central Texas golf courses, powered by Callahan's General Store, is back, and we shine the spotlight on Gray Rock Golf Club in South Austin. Visit hornfm.com and take a tour with me and our golf pro, Omar Uresti. Gray Rock Club is back open and sprinkled with towering oaks, providing the perfect runway on every drive. 160 acres of nature and majestic views back open from their restoration. Check out Gray Rock and all the courses we visited during our tour of Central Texas golf, powered by Callahan's General Store, only at hornfm.com. Well, we do have some delays at northbound and southbound on I-35. It's coming near Breaker Lane. There could be a crash there. Nothing official reported as of yet. We've had our share of crashes elsewhere, though, like eastbound on Highway 71 near Toll 130. We checked that area east of the airport. Not seeing a big backup because of that. FM 973 at Moore Road, a crash there, too. And also 15th at Lavaca, clearing that one up. Same thing, southbound frontage of I-35. Uh, this is going to be at uh, Runberg and Runberg at North Lamar, also uh, wrapping up that particular crash. So again, for the most part, you got to be careful, but uh, we're just not seeing a lot of folks on the road this morning. That's the good part. I'm Don Butter. That's traffic. Hey, it's Aaron Hogan for Underdog Fantasy. Holiday season is, of course, upon us. And Underdog Fantasy are running surprise season promos. It started earlier this week. They'll run through the end of the year. Follow Underdog Fantasy on X slash Twitter, and you can win some great prizes in addition to everything you're doing with Underdog. So check that out. Follow them on X with Underdog Fantasy. But as we told you, with Underdog Fantasy, you can win money on sports and the games you're going to watch. NFL, NBA, college football. You simply go to the Underdog Fantasy app or go to the website, underdogfantasy.com. Pick between two and five players in games that you're going to watch, and you'll just choose if they're going higher or lower on in-game stats that you choose. If you go five for five, you'll get 20 times your money. It's that simple. Underdog Fantasy has winners every day, and you could be next. All you have to do is go to underdogfantasy.com. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code HOGAN. Use that, H-O-G-A-N, my last name. And they're going to double your first deposit up to $100. And remember, the surprise season promos have started now through the end of the year. Follow Underdog Fantasy on X and be looking for ways to win a Nintendo Switch, a PS5, and more at underdogfantasy.com. Must be 18 plus and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.nc gambling.org stumped on your truck lovers christmas list go to texas truck and trailer in leander on crystal falls parkway or north i-35 between runberg and breaker to get the attention you need from a local family company choose from linex durable coatings lip kits tints led lighting bed covers and all truck accessories desired from a one-stop shop their fleet services handles all your large fleet work with trucks and vans. Anything from van storage equipment, headache racks, safety lighting, and ladder racks. They are your go-to for fleet work. Gift certificates are also available to allow your truck lover to choose their option. Google Texas Truck and Trailer at sales at texastt.us for their full range of services. Happy holidays from Texas Truck and Trailer. Nothing turns game day into a great day, like stocking up at Specs and cheering on the Cowboys. As a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys, Specs has everything you need to turn your pregame party into a full-on football feast. With lower prices on a stadium-sized selection of world-class wines, spirits, beers, seltzers, and gourmet foods, Specs is your one-stop shop for all your game day essentials. Cowboy up at Specs. The fun starts here. 
When your money's on the line, put it on the line with MyBookie, a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance at a big payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag right now and register for an account absolutely free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use the promo promo code HORN to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's the promo code HORN to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Have you ever heard of 38,000 plus odds on the 49ers and Chiefs? You won't find odds like that anywhere else like MyBookie. You can bet anything, you can bet anytime, and you can bet anywhere. As long as you're betting with my friends at MyBookie, you're betting with the best. The Tour of Texas Golf on the Horn is presented by Callahan's General Store. Here's Charlie from Callahan's with another green thumb tip. Winterizing is key. Keep an eye on your plants as the winter months set in. Those plants that are new, you want to make sure you have some cover over those plants, which you can get here at Callahan's General Store. And you can also, those plants that are in pots, begin the process of moving them inside to protect them. Callahan's General Store, 501 Bastrop Highway, online at callahansgeneralstore.com. And hey, make it a Callahan's day. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Welcome back. Hook them up with E and Rod B, as we're, or as we're calling it today. Hook them up with T and Brock B. Ty Anderson here and Brock Bollinger also. Let's, let's get right to it. We got Jacob Standard on the line from the sports complex with Patrick Davis. We're going to talk a little Cowboys. And um, Jacob, me and you have a uh, we're both Cowboys fans, but we've we've been disagreeing a lot this season on um how good the Cowboys really are. Have we not? Yeah, we we've, we've been going back and forth a lot because I'm I'm a little tired of all the doomsday Cowboys fans. I've told you multiple times like I've said on Patrick's show in the afternoon, if you hop off the bandwagon now, don't come back in January. We don't want you. We want you here with us. We don't have time for half-steppers. Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Okay, but um, have you not – has that not been your thought process pretty much the entire year? Um, or, and not the entire year, but your entire life, that the Cowboys are going to go into, go to the Super Bowl every year, even though, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're around the same age. Our, <laughs> our, our entire lives have been full of sadness and disappointment. If I, I, I can remind yeah, you of that, right? Yeah, man, I tell, I tell people, I was born in 96, which that was the last year of the Super Bowl. I've never seen a winner. I've only seen the team that chokes, but I still have faith. This year does feel a little bit different, though. Typically in years past, <laughs> Cowboys numbers are inflated <laughs> because of garbage time for the wrong reasons. Usually they're getting beat, and Dak is playing against prevent coverage and gaining all those yards and touchdowns. But this year, the Cowboys are building the lead on people with the exception of three games. They're building the lead on people, and Dak is earning his numbers that way. This year feels a little bit different to me. Jacob, hey, Brock Bollinger, the Horn. Uh, people like you are the reason why, like, every other fan base hates us. Why? Why? So why? Every year. Oh, we're, we're winning the Super Bowl. Base. Every year. I'm, yeah, I've, I've fallen victim to it, too. But I, I, I got to ask you, Jacob, did you watch the game last weekend? 
that didn't really. I'm I not. Did watch the game. Last I'm still week. a. I'm still a Cowboys fan. I still root for the Cowboys, but I, I'm not. I told you, I'm not going to let myself be disappointed yet again this year. And I watched that I game, and I was not upset on Sunday. I was like, yeah. I, I told the guys the whole week. Both Aaron and Rod both said, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. You know, they're coming off a big win against the Eagles. And I told them, I said, hey, listen. I know y'all, everybody watches the Cowboys. They're always on primetime. We live in Texas. We cover the Cowboys, obviously. So both those guys are very familiar with the team. But I, I said, hey, the I don't, I don't know if y'all remember, but anytime the Cowboys win a big game, they typically disappoint the following week. And especially this team playing on the road, that's something that concerns me, especially if this team can't get you know home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's actually something Patrick and I talked about yesterday afternoon was, you know, the the difference between the home team and the away team for the Cowboys is noticeable at this point. You're 7-0 and at home. You're 3-4 and on the road. Obviously, something has to change, but it can't be scheme because if it was scheme, then the scheme wouldn't work at home either. Obviously, the scheme works. When you go on the road, though, something has to change in preparation. And Patrick had a great suggestion. Let's have some change for the sake of change. You know, if you usually travel on a Friday, travel on a Thursday. Let's change up the practice schedule. If it's in the morning, put it in the afternoon or the evening. When you're at practice and you're doing the walkthrough, start from the end of the game plan and work backwards. Just something to make everybody stand up after practice and go, well, that was different. That felt different, even though it's uh, the same information being pumped in. I, so just change for the sake of change. I don't know. I mean, it, we're pretty we're pretty late in the season for that, are we not? I think they, you team, are, teams are what they are at this point. Yes. Okay. So if you want to take that mindset, sure. But if you want to have a champion's mindset and say, we are there, we can do this. We have to address a few key issues. Then you can go that way. I think another big part of it is the cadence. Go watch a home game for the Cowboys and go watch an away game. When it's at home, you can hear deck. Here we go real loud and clear. That's where it became famous. When you watch an away game, you can barely hear it with the volume turned all the way up. If you had some headphones on. And you can make jokes about it all you want. Sounds Clearly, like, it's important uh, to the timing of that offense. Jacob has just now been introduced to home field advantage, <laughs> yeah, is, is what it sounds like. That's kind of just part of football. No. Uh, it's louder no, on the I'm road. So, like, right. So you would think <laughs> the Cowboys, as a professional organization, you would think they would learn, hey, maybe we should work some silent snap counts this week. Maybe we should learn how to operate without the here we go. This is you Coach Big I mean? Mac we're talking about, man. You think you think we're doing that midseason? <laughs> that, that, that stuff that he's figuring out in the barn, in the offseason, watching film, he's like, you know what, maybe, maybe we should have run a, a, a silent count and on, at one God, point in the season. He's not watching any film in the barn, Ty. That was all made up. He doesn't. I bet he doesn't even have a barn. All the analytics? Are you kidding me? The, the, Mike McCarthy seeds <laughs> an, like a, <laughs> analyzation. Mike McCarthy, real big numbers guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, let me let me ask you about the Cowboys defense. Um, they got thrashed by James Cook last week in Buffalo. Uh, I think a big part of that for me from just w- what I saw was Jonathan Hankins being out with that ankle injury. I'm not sh- quite sure. I know he hasn't practiced this week. I-, I don't know what the timetable on his return is. Mozzie Smith, this year's first-round pick, Bust. has – do you consider – I mean, the-, the kid, he's young. He hasn't played much, but he did not – he did not look well or good on Sunday, and he hasn't looked good this entire season. What are your thoughts on him? Bust. Yeah, so Mozzie Smith, I mean, yeah, obviously you expect you want your first round draft pick to be able to make an immediate impact, but that's just not always the case. These are still just, you know, they're kids coming out of college going to play in the men's league. 
Mozzie Smith did not look great against Buffalo, but he also wasn't expected to be in this position this year, right? He was meant to be depth. Was he so though? I, I do you not. Why would you spend a first round pick on a guy that's meant to be depth, especially on a team Absolutely that's so close yeah. to to what you call a Super Bowl? You, you said this is the year, champions mindset, right? Shouldn't you be drafting <laughs> players that you expect to actually play in the first round? Well, you do expect Mozzie Smith to play. You don't expect him to take the starter's share of the snaps. You expect him to be in the rotation some. And I think a lot of what Sunday was was the Bills just playing chicken with the Cowboys. They were presenting inside run formations, and they were daring the Cowboys. They said they're going to blitz inside. They're going to crash the A and B gaps, and we're going to block it like an inside run play. Just bounce it outside every time because those linebackers are going to wash themselves out of the, out of the play. And they did it all afternoon. They would not let up on it. They played chicken with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys lost in a pretty embarrassing fashion. Oh, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of pursuit angles. You know, being being from Wesley, that's something we worked on a lot. Is just taking the right angle. Big um, angles guy. A big angles guy. Yeah. And I, I saw from that from the Javon Curse and the rest of that secondary and that the Damone Clark before he got hurt, Marquise Bell. That those were some of the. I mean, I don't know if it was effort. Or just them not wanting to be there, but that defense looked looked beaten down after about the the second drive of that game. Yeah, that defense, the, the defense, the offense, all of it. The Cowboys are showing a concerning sign. This is the one thing that does concern me with them is you get if you get out early on the Cowboys and you go up like two possessions, they do start to kind of fold on themselves a little bit. They start to you start to see like you were talking about the lack of effort or the. I'm just going to blitz this gap as hard as I can and not worry about the possibility of a bounce out because I just want to go make a play right now. We need a momentum turner. So I, I do worry about that a little bit, if the Dolphins can get out and get up to a lead early with all that speed they have. Okay, well, that's a good transition there. What do you what do you think of this weekend? I mean, Miami, this is a huge game for them. Buffalo surging as of late. Miami collapsed two weeks ago to Tennessee, really dropped a game that they shouldn't have. They were up, what was it, Two, three scores with like four minutes or two scores with like yeah, four minutes left. 15. Um, I mean, it, we're going to Miami. I, I don't think that's anywhere close to the home field advantage, even though that you're just learning about home field advantage this morning. Uh, congratulations on that. <laughs> uh, I, Miami doesn't really scare me from, from that, that point of view. What, what do you, what do you expect? Do you think a bounce back here? The Cowboys haven't lost back to back games. And I think since 2021, yeah, Jacob, is this a uh, is this a must win? It's a must win. Yeah, it's a must win. This playoffs. Okay, so first off, let me let me let me back up a little bit. Brock, happy belated birthday! Sorry, hey, I meant you. to mention that off thank the top you. of the show. Yeah, shout out to you, and uh, tell your friend Canyon Sheeran to hit my line, man. I only have two hundred followers on Instagram. I'd like to I'd like <laughs> to beef that up a little bit. Well, influencer Canyon action. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But when it comes to this matchup, first off, these two coaches have history. McDaniel was on Quinn's offensive staff in Atlanta, and he credits Quinn for initiating his sobriety journey. So clearly these two are close off the field. But more importantly, they'll know kind of how each other think whenever the Dolphins' offense is up against Quinn's defense, right? Like y'all said, both teams have looked like contenders at one point or another, and both teams have a loss that you can point to and go, well, that's a joke. There's no chance they're going all the way. I think the pressure's more on the Dolphins in this matchup because they have a real possibility lining up to lose the last three games of their season. And if they do that, they have a chance to not make the playoffs. They have not clinched a playoff spot yet in the AFC at 10-4. and four. The rest of their schedule is Cowboys at the Ravens versus the Bills. The Bills smacked them 48-20 to 20 earlier this year. They own the tiebreaker. So 
I think this game is much more important to the Dolphins, so they might play a little bit more desperate than the Cowboys did or do. That concerns me because I think that was a part of what Buffalo, why that mishap happened. I think Buffalo was way more desperate than the Cowboys were. I think the Cowboys were feeling themselves a little bit after their Eagles win heading into that game. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I think the Cowboys will be playing with the same kind of desperate attitude that you, you know, yeah, it's more do or die for for the um, for the Dolphins. Considering the Cowboys did lock up a playoff spot last week, but the the home field home field advantage, like we talked about at the beginning of this interview, it's it's still out there for the Cowboys. I know there's some weird tiebreakers. Um, Rodby mentioned this week, like a the strength of a, of a win, and the Eagles have us beat out on that somehow. Um, and if they they have a would they play the Giants twice to finish the year? The Eagles do. Yeah. So how that works is it, it? Yeah. So like if we if we tie records with them, then it goes to the next like four or five scenarios, and they're all a tie. They still can't decide. I think we're like one scenario above a coin flip, which would be just tragic because I know which way a coin flip. Hey, a coin flip would be electric. But, but no, they not for the Cowboys. No, we we we're gonna we send we send Big Dom and Jerry Jones out there at, at midfield of of Jerry World to, to do a, a nationally televised coin flip. That would that would be awesome. I'd bet on it. Uh, tell you what, send you their best linemen, and we'll send ours, and they'll do one of those power slap matches, and whoever <laughs> falls gets eliminated from the playoff. How about that? The, the Brock and Ty, you remember that? The the pass rush. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Brock one time here up here when we were doing. Uh, for the Friday night flex crew. I don't, I don't know if you were uh, up here at that point, but he, he was there for that. He completely dominated me in the hallway on a one-on-one pass, pass rush drill. I was not expecting it. Oh no. You, you, oh no. You know how, how, like, did you fall? Did, did he, he knock you over? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he blew me up. If I remember, I'm trying to forget. <laughs> I'm being honest. Oh, no. uh, but anyways, um, Let's 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 talk about Dak and his MVP case. Do you think he still has a chance? Okay. I, I think he's still he's what second in the betting odds right now. I think it's up to like plus seven hundred, plus six fifty. Um, Brock Purdy, I think, is about a plus two fifty favorite right now. If I'm not mistaken, Brock, if you could check that for us. Yeah. Um, do you think Dak has a chance? I mean, he obviously needs a big game this week against Miami. I think another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I think Dak can do a lot to help his resume with games against the Dolphins and then the Lions where they're at home. He has a chance to put up big numbers in prime time on that one. But then you finish the game against the Commanders and the committee or whoever votes on the MVP, whatever that group of people is, I think we can all agree they suffer really bad from recency bias. So, and I think there's a real chance that they end up giving this thing to CMC anyway. You've already got Kittle and Purdy advocating for CMC to get the MVP because they all understand that offense runs through Christian McCaffrey. This is two weeks ago. I keep going back to this example. First play of the game, Christian McCaffrey goes 79 yards from scrimmage. Guess what? All the other positions on the field benefit from that because now you have to dedicate so many resources to stopping Christian McCaffrey running behind Trent Williams, it changes your entire game plan. So when you're talking about most valuable player to a team, I lean more towards Christian McCaffrey. But in terms of deck, these next two weeks, 
if he is going to win it, if they do stick to this is purely a quarterback award, you have to put up big numbers these next two weeks because when you blow out the commanders to finish the season, nobody's really going to care about it. Dak is fourth at plus 900 behind Brock Purdy at minus 225. Minus 225. Minus 225. Wow. Lamar Jackson plus 600 and Christian McCaffrey plus 700. So so, I'm fourth. telling you, he's, he's going for it. He's going to get it. You've got the front runner advocating for Christian McCaffrey to win it. Yeah, but, I mean, I agree with you. I think without Christian McCaffrey, if I'm being honest, I brought it up to Rod during a break yesterday. I would give it to Trent Williams. I know that's unrealistic and it's never going to happen. And O-Lyman's never going to win MVP. But we saw what that offense looked like when he was injured this year. I mean, that they that was their lowest point of the season. I mean, they were obviously missing Debo and some other guys. But that that man is a monster. And yeah. without him out there, it's a completely different offense. Dude, I mentioned that to Patrick just a couple of days ago. I said they'll never do it, but Trent Williams deserves the MVP oh, on the yeah. offense because there's, there's three losses for the Niners, and it was when Trent and Debo missed. So if it's not Trent, if it absolutely has to be a flat skill player that you can sell, Debo, <laughs> Debo or CMC, anybody but Brock, if they give it to Brock Purdy, I will be upset. I don't think he deserves it. I'm not saying Brock Purdy's a bad QB. I'm just saying he's not the most valuable player to the, his team. How can he be the most valuable player to the league? I I truly believe Lamar Jackson should be the front runner, and it's weird that he's not getting more. I mean, I know he's second in the odds, but it, he's not getting the the type of hype it's, that he already won one. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's kind of a beauty pageant, and right now okay. Brock Purdy is the hot name, and the San Francisco 49ers are the hot. You know, the pretty team that that everybody's talking about. Baltimore is. It's never going to be the – they're a hard-nosed, you know, AFC North team that kind of not in a Three big – Three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, not in a big market. Yeah. I, and, like, if LeBron hadn't won one before, I think, yeah, maybe maybe give him a look. But the fact that he won a few years ago yeah, – I'm, I'm impressed with the fact that he stayed healthy. But, hey, Jacob, before we get out of here, we've got a few more minutes. Give me, give me a Super Bowl prediction. A Super Bowl prediction. I got to pick off teams right now as they are. Obviously, there's three more weeks to play out at the end of the season. Do you want to know who's in it or who's going to win it? I want to know who's in it and who's going to win it and who the MVP is. Okay, so okay, so this may change after Monday night's matchup, but I think for me the obvious answer is the Super Bowl right now as the teams are currently constructed because we're going to have like two or three backup QBs lead their teams into the playoffs just to get curb stomped. But the Baltimore Ravens and the 49ers right now are the two teams. Wait, 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 wait. You just spent like 10 minutes talking about, oh, this is our year. <laughs> this year feels different. And they're going to pick the 49ers? Yeah. You sit there and tell me the 49ers wouldn't make the Super Bowl. No, I, I. You just sat there and told yeah, us. Yeah, I think they would. But I also didn't Cowboys say year. that this is the Cowboys okay, year. Yeah, right. this is why all right, people I'll go hate full, us. Full okay, people like you. All right. Cowboys are going into the Super Bowl. It sounded like he just had to sit up. Their practice squad. They're going to win by sixty. How it's about like that. that? No, I like I. Okay, it's like that chair meme. So where you sit forward. Did you? Yeah, that's what I. I just heard that. If you, if you can hear a meme, I just heard that come out of your telephone. Um, so are you saying the 49ers beat the Ravens? Uh, so this may change after Monday, but as of right now. I would say the 49ers beat the Ravens, and I think it, it probably would be a little bit further of a gap than people would expect. Okay, and who's who would be the MVP of that game? Not that that matters. The right MVP now. of that game? Ooh, uh, just because I want to be contrarian, Fred Warner. Okay. How about I'd that? Say Debo. 
Debo. Go All right. Oh, that's like a good one. All right. Debo's and then one, one final question here. If the Cowboys and the 49ers do meet in the playoffs, what do you, what do you, um, one out of 10 confidence level? Confidence level in who? The Cowboys. Confidence level in the Cowboys? You talking about winning that game? Winning that game against if they if they play the Forty Niners in San Francisco, your confidence level right now that the Cowboys can win that game? Six. All right. So a little more than half. That's a D. We're passing, I guess. All right, Jacob. Well, thank you. We got a shot. Thank you for coming on. I, I know uh, uh, we wanted to have you in studio today, but two hour long drives and in, into the studio when you have to be on the the sports complex tonight at uh what is it five to seven now is the new time. Uh, four to six. Four to six. Four to six. So it used to be five to seven. Sorry, I, I got that wrong earlier. Um, well, thank you for coming on. I, I you know I love arguing with you about the Cowboys. Um, I'll talk to you later today, brother. Yeah, sure, no problem. Thank you guys for having me on. Y'all keep killing it. Conversation's moving right along. Excited to hear the rest of the conversation. But wake up a little bit. Wake up. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. I'm on, I'm right. on my third cup of All coffee right. right now. But thanks. We'll, we'll talk All soon. Right. <laughs> All awesome. right. All right, there he is, Jacob Standard. Uh, you'll hear him, like, like we said, 4-6 to six tonight on the Sports Complex with Patrick Davis. We'll go ahead and take a break here, come back. We got Johnny Rogers coming in the studio, um, top of the next hour. He'll be here for the entirety of the eight o'clock hour. Um, this is hook em up with T and Brock B. We are the horn live local and digital one Oh one nine AM 1260 in the horn app. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook em up one Oh one nine AM 1260. The horn. Welcome back. To hook him up with T and Brock B. You want to spill the news? We Big news. Breaking, breaking news here. Breaking news. I made the call. We're doing a blitz today. One day, one day only. You can get it in. Are we doing salacious gossip too? Uh, yeah. I mean, Johnny Rogers will be here. You know, he's he's America's house guest. I'm sure okay. he'll have some salacious gossip for him. He usually stays in tune with all that pop culture nonsense i'll i'll tell you one thing this is the only time i'm gonna mention it we are not talking about taylor swift or travis kelsey today we do it every day and i hate it why why do i hate it no why do you talk about because aaron brings it up every day why i don't know he feeds into it i think it's just to piss me off to be honest <laughs> uh but anyways yeah ty henderson here brock bollinger 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 i always get it wrong we've known I you for know. like two years at this point i still I can't care. get your name right uh yeah there we go, Texter. A little Master P. Break him off. UGK taking it down south today. Um, what should we talk about here, Brock? We didn't. We, we had a little MVP, NFL MV, MVP discussion planned, uh, but we just, I think, got that out of the way with Jacob Standard. Thanks again, Jacob. You killed it there. Uh, the text line's lighting up with people defending you, defending the Cowboys, and also talking trash. If you have any comments or concerns, please text the text line. Spec- Actually, no, it's just the text line now. 512-447-3776. I'll tell you what, man. They're excited about the long-awaited return of the Blitz. Oh. For one day and one day only. Not not right now. Don't start calling Okay, us, yeah. No. no. The, the lines are blocked right now, but at 9, around 945, we, we will, we'll do a Blitz today if we can get some callers, you know. Sometimes, sometimes people don't, you know, they're busy. It's, it's, it is the Friday before Christmas. Um, there is a reason why Aaron Hogan 
and Rod Babers are not here today. It's because they've been working hard, and we got a big week ahead of us. Uh, we'll be back. They will be back next Thursday alongside myself, and we're going to start prepping for the Washington matchup in the Sugar Bowl, which is really I mean, that's at the top of my mind right now. I have a hard time really caring about anything else. Yeah. I mean, are you all going to be back the, the day after, January 2nd? We will be on the air on the first, or on on the second, yes. Okay. The morning of Patrick Davis will be in studio. Um, me and Aaron Hogan will be on site New in New Orleans. Um, no, you'll be there as well. But and then Rod, I think Rod's going to come in studio with Patrick, so it'll, it'll, it'll be a good conversation. I'm hoping I'll have some good stories from the night before um, the, the previous two nights, really, because you know New Year's Eve leading into New Year's Day and the big game. There's going to be a lot of drinking done. Uh, New Orleans, as we talked about it yesterday, is one of my favorite places on the planet. Have you ever been there before? I've been, I've been once, but I wasn't old enough to fully experience the the New Orleans experience. Yeah, you got a little bit of draw to your face there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah there's, 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 hey, you're going out with us New Year's Eve, right? You better. Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Of course. All right. Um, yeah, I'll be there. I mean, okay. I've got a lot of friends. I'm sure we can get a big old crew. Um, I'm, I already I'm probably, have a big old crew, so maybe you can get your big old crew and I'll get my big old crew. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll combine. I'm, I'm excited. Um, let's talk a little bit more about National Signing Day. Um, Texas coming off of yesterday with the number four class in the nation. Still with you know a few, a few openings there, for either, whether it's a transfer portal or some freshmen coming in. Um, how are you feeling about it? I know we talked about it early in the six o'clock hour, but are your confidence level, you said this is probably the best class you've seen out of the, of the three Sark recruiting classes. Yeah. I mean, there's not, you know, each class, there was always one really high profile recruit, which I, I guess Colin Simmons you can and say Ryan Wingo. And I, Ryan I'd, Wingo. I'd say there's two, at least I just, two in this I, class. I think it's a lot deeper. Well, that's uh, it's less about like the top end talent and more about just the it's more filled out depth. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I feel like we addressed a lot of areas of need, um, and then yeah, the the high profile guys that we did get are, you know, on the lines of scrimmage, which was not the case, you know, in the previous years. Uh, I mean, I, I, May, I mean, you Calvin, can say Banks. Calvin Banks, but that's the only one. Yeah, I mean, right. We got Cam Brandon Williams. Baker. That's a that's a five star. Yeah, but they're not like top fifteen. I mean, Kelvin Banks was. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's the only one. But we got Colin Simmons, Kelvin Banks. Um, I didn't realize what's the running back's name. Oh, I forget uh, it. I, kid from IMG. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. The kid from Arizona. He's rated as the number one running back by yeah. a lot of services. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, back-to-back years with – I mean, C.J. Baxter last year, same thing. You know, every service is different. But he, I, right, I don't want to round the parade. It is a down year for, for running backs. Was it? But yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And I mean, when the number one running back is is a mid-level four-star, you know. Okay. But. I, mean, I mean, to get two, two obviously talented kids, Sark said yesterday um, that – you know, let's, let's play some Sark sound while we're at it. Um, he said yesterday that the – what do you – do you remember the kid's name at IMG? Um. Is it Johnson Rebell? Maybe well, let's let's just have him tell us. But uh, no, he he Stark said that he reminded him of Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson question mark. Let's go. Let me let me go ahead and find this real quick. Jarek Gibson is one of them, and Christian Clark is the other. Uh, let's let's go ahead and hear what Stark had to say about Jarek Gibson. Jarek Gibson um, is a real runner. 
I mean, this guy can run the ball, obviously coming out of IMG, another really good program. Um, but he is a physical runner. He's a home run hitter. Um, I, I think his ability to run between the tackles and the way that we like to run the ball is a great fit. And again, I think culturally just an awesome young man that's going to fit really well into our culture. Yeah, um, culture, 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 versatility and culture. culture. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. Keep hammering it, Sark. Um, let's see what he had to say about Christian Clark. Christian Clark, um, you know, fits who we are offensively. You know, he's – I jokingly said, I remember writing my report up on him. Um, I wrote Bijan Robinson with a question mark um, because it, he almost looks like him. You know, like the way he plays, the color of the uniforms – he runs the ball. He's got great balance and body control. He catches the ball extremely well out of the backfield. He's an extremely humble young man. Um, great family. I just think he's a great fit for what we do systematically, but also from a culture standpoint. Culture, 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 yet again. Uh, I mean, he sounds like a broken record, but if you're going to instill this into these kids' heads, it's, it's something that you have to talk to the media about, but also in the locker room. And, I mean, we both played – high-level Central Texas football. And for me, the biggest uh, – Coach Dodge, who, you know, former head coach at Westlake, now retired. Uh, you know, I, I love him. He he changed how I looked at football. You know, before he got there, my my junior year, I think is when he got hired going into my junior year of high school. Um, I mean, we had – Westlake's always had good culture, but it was kind of lacking a little bit. It was it was kind of old school. Um, it wasn't – the coaching staff wasn't as personable. And it seems like Sark has, has taken – He's learned from past experiences and and from Tom Herman, who was, you know, the biggest a-hole out there when it came to, you know, dealing with players. He wouldn't even call the kicker by his name. It's it There you go. But he, he kissed the players though. Oh, he loved so his players. You can't forget that. But just it, it sounds like Sark really cares. You know, and all, a lot of this is coach speak. It's national sign of day. He's he's never gonna say he he's disappointed in anyone or he's not gonna question anybody's character on when the day they sign or anything like that. But I, I really do feel like he was being genuine yesterday when he was talking about these guys. No, I, I agree. And you know, it goes back to that Evan Stewart conversation. It's like if he didn't think that these guys were a culture fit, he would not go after him yeah i mean all right and, hey there we, let's 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 hear what sark had to say about right. matthew golden uh transfer out of houston receiver yeah i think you know two things we were looking for in the portal at the receiver position was one obviously uh, an experienced playmaker on the outside who was physical enough to, to play out there you know he's a he has good length. He's, he's really well put together uh he made a lot of big plays over two years at houston clearly in our game, catches two touchdowns that, that were big catches uh, at critical moments of that game. Uh, but on the flip side of that, we wanted to see if we could find some value in special teams. And you know what he was able to do at Houston in the kickoff return game, um, very impactful there as well. He is more than adequate in the punt return game. So we're, we're finding more than just a one-tool player, a guy who's physical, blocking on the perimeter, can play with the ball in his hands, has the ability to take the top off the defense, uh, but also uh, add value in the return game. So it was kind of a, a perfect fit uh, for us when it came to what it could project to for our program moving forward. Well, there you have it. A few more spots left, scholarship spots. Will Texas get any more transfers? Evan Stewart. There's a lot of disdain 
for Evan Stewart on the text line today. Yeah, that surprises me, honestly. Uh, he's a talented player, but he has some issues, as we've talked about in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, hey, up next, it's America's house guest, Johnny Rogers, live in studio. He, you know, do you know he was a part of the broadcast crew for Westlake this year? Was he? Oh, yeah. He's, he was a part of that semifinal run that lost to North Shore, heartbreaking for the Chaparrales. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll come back. We got a lot more. Uh, he's going to be here for the entire hour. Hopefully, we'll get Casey Sutter on the phone at some point. Uh, nine, eight, nine o'clock hour, Justin Smash Simmons, Craig Flowers with a morning story from the high ground, and then Dylan Weber, and I keep on forgetting Brock's friend's name. Canyon Sheeran. Canyon and, Sheeran. And don't forget the Blitz. And, oh, the yeah. long awaited return and the blitz, of the Blitz. The Blitz is back for one day only, just because I'm in charge. And I'm making that call. I'm making that call idea. today. I, I had to check somebody on the text line. That was my idea. Yeah, you're so right. You're give, me, give me all the credit and none of the blame if somebody curses. <laughs> we have the dump button ready to go. But yes. bring it. Let's be clean today. But bring some energy. Bring some energy. All right. We'll be right back. 1019, 1260 AM, live local digital, the Horn app. Listen anywhere. We'll be back.